Welcome back to another episode of Thoughts of a Young Man. I am your host, Abraham Joseph, with my co-host, Tyler Palmer. This is a podcast where we talk about lessons that we've learned through our coming of age, our rite of passage. And I think we both had our own our own experience this weekend that I think complements this this topic where it's I mean also a lot of experiences that we've had in the past maybe year and a half year mm-hmm. where things just happen when we put ourselves in the position that I'm like when we were putting ourselves in the position unknowingly we didn't expect these things to happen right and then things just flow into life what and today's topic is being well, you always hear wrong place wrong time Mm-hmm. This is the exact opposite. Right place, right time. Mm-hmm. And how to set yourself up for these positions. Yeah. So tell us a little bit about your weekend today, right now, Tyler. Um, Saturday, November 4th, uh, I left at 9, 9.30, I think, uh, to go to a Christian conference in Tampa. And I stayed uh, a day. And uh, it was filled with prayer um, singing hymns, uh, message, and uh, baptisms, good food, um, hospitality. It was a blessed experience, a Holy Spirit experience. It was amazing. How about you? I had an amazing weekend as well. I went to a networking conference in Tampa hosted by my school CEO club. And while I was there, that's when I started to just realize more and more. I mean, remember last year, there's so many times that we, like, we'd randomly do something, like randomly make a decision to go to this one place or just walk at this one corner, and then everything like pours into our laps because we decided to turn that corner instead of going to another. Mm. This weekend really highlighted that because I, I didn't, before, at first off, I didn't really want to go. My mom was the one that was pushing me. She's like, what are you going to do at home anyways? I'm like, wow, all right. I'm not going to do anything, so might as well just go. Like, Kind of like open myself up to see what's, what's going to happen. Mm-hmm. And because of that, like, I met tons of people. Yeah. Tons of people. There was maybe about 600 college students there, all that were interested in business and entrepreneurship, any, any major. But they're all like-minded individuals that cared about their growth. They were passionate about their careers, and all all nationalities, all ethnicities, and as well, not even just Florida schools. There was mm-hmm. people from California. There's people from like upstate New York. There's people from Milwaukee. I don't even know where that is, but we all came together, and because like I was in that moment, all these like just perfect like to me, there were like perfect things that were just happening, and that's where like I said like the idea just came into my mind where I was like, I have to make, I I have to, like you asked me while I was there, was like, what's the topic going to be? Right place, right time. Mm-hmm. Setting yourself up for the opportunity to come. Because again, I didn't want to go. Right. But looking back on it, I'm so grateful I went. Mm-hmm. And I think it's very important to put yourself in those positions because you really never know what the outcome's really going to be. Dude, amen to that. Like, you also, <clears throat> what ties into that is when you're abiding in God and 
you're listening to the Holy Spirit, right? And you're listening to the right things that God has told you, you know, what opportunities to take. You're setting yourself up to be in the right place at the right time. Mm -hmm. Because then there's just, an uh, like you said, an overflow of opportunity, an overflow of blessing, an Mm -hmm. overflow of things that come from being in those right positions. You know, when, when you're set up in the right position, the success it it and it, even better it goes further than what you imagined yeah way way further so much more complex than what you even thought could even happen mm-hmm. just because you're in the right place mm-hmm. at the right time absolutely like it would happen so much better than i expected right i really thought i was maybe like one person two people mm-hmm. i'm an honorary student of four different schools because the people i met and i thought again beforehand just gonna meet one person. I don't even know how I'm gonna really talk to them. I don't even know what I'd say. Mm-hmm. But when I put myself in the position, not only that, put myself in the position, I spoke up first. Like there's a lot of times where, I mean, now it's happening more nowadays too, where people are surrounded by other individuals, and they, based off like snap judgment, say like, "Oh, this person's not, probably not interesting," or "I won't seem interesting to that person," and so they don't say anything. And the opportunity just goes right by them because they don't say anything. They don't speak up. Mm-hmm. A lot of the people that I met this weekend, I spoke to first. I mean, no. Everyone that I met this weekend, I spoke to first. And it's not like I had to come up with some like amazing one-liner. It was just, hey. At hey. one point, I was like, do you guys just want to network? <laughs> that was it. And then we have a whole two-hour conversation. Mm-hmm. And I could be at that at that moment, right? But if I didn't do anything to... like. Um, maximize that moment the opportunity would just again flew right past me right and so not only like again putting yourself in that moment but like doing the things that are necessary to to maximize that moment to its fullest potential yes doing the right things you know preparing yourself Mm -hmm. because you could have went into that too right not have done anything not have gained any knowledge any information and you wouldn't have had anything to bring to that conversation, those mm-hmm. two-hour, three-hour conversations. Mm-hmm. But instead, what were you? What were you doing? Working, building your your mind, building your knowledge, building all of that, just so you could be in the right place at the right time. And then you took action, mm-hmm. right? Took great. You took great action. You took action. You said, "I'm going to step up. I'm going to make this." So now, even better, you're setting yourself up. For another right place at the right time. Absolutely. Because then what if one day you get a call from somebody that you connected with? Mm-hmm. Like, hey, you want to come out to lunch? Da, 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 da. It's just crazy, man. From just one... One encounter. One encounter. Even crazier part is, too, like, this weekend wasn't because what I did last week. It was because of what I did two years ago. Exactly. <laughs> I had no idea exactly. was going to actually play a role. Like, we're yeah. talking about things that I learned two years ago. I right. read two years ago. I did two years ago that they did maybe last week or maybe four years ago. Mm-hmm. And it's like we just harmonized in that, in that experience of things. And, it's, again, it felt like it was like the perfect moment where, like, we were even saying, like, man, it was, like, definitely destined for us to just sit right here, for you to be right there. And then you just say, hey, you want to, like, all these things were just felt so perfect. Right. Like, Looking back on it, I really didn't think I had much control, but I was just doing whatever I was doing. Mm-hmm. In the moment, I was probably like, yeah, this is this is me. But like, even when I get like two years ago, looking back, I definitely wasn't in control of me picking up this random thing and thinking it's just for me. Right. Because 
unknowingly, in two years into the future, I would need that very thing mm-hmm. that would inspire somebody else to do something. Right. And then for them, four years ago or maybe like six years ago, whenever they went through their, their own tribulation, would be something that would inspire me. It all that just felt so perfect. That yeah, that they could bring into that conversation. Right, it just it. it was value that was just being exchanged right. back and forth that we didn't know that we accumulated. We didn't know we accumulated that value when we accumulated it. Right. We didn't even think that moment that we went through was even valuable. Mm-hmm. Oh, Dude, it's amazing, isn't it? Mm-hmm. The way that I got to this conference, I was just. That's so funny. I was just talking about this with uh, my brother John Mark. And like I, I've been actually pondering on it these past few days because I've been seeing God move in some miraculous ways, dude. So, what is this? It's soon to be a year, actually. Soon mm-hmm. to be a year. I was working at this golf course called Grandeza right up the block. <clears throat> Sorry. <clears throat> working at this uh, golf course called Grandeza. And... Um, one day they scheduled me for brunch. It was a Sunday, but I got invited to like this YouTuber basketball video thing. And I was like, do I go to brunch and make money or do I go to this YouTube basketball thing? And then I was like, I'm going to go to the, I'm, I'm going to, I'm not going to go to work. I'm, I'm sorry. I just can't pass up on an opportunity. I just can't. Right. Went to the basketball thing. I actually did pretty good. Yeah, I beat I beat the dude 3-0 in all the games. He, I whooped him. And then we played 5-5. Five five. It was great. And then the coach saw, who coaches at the, the high school that we played at, he was like, hey, man, what's up? Um, come to the runs, these runs I have. And I was like, bet. And uh, we just became cool. I kind of forget how. You know those friends you just forget how you became cool? You're just like, oh, mm-hmm. okay. So, yeah, we became cool. And then he invited me to come coach at his school. And I was like, sure, why not? I mean, I'm not a coach, but I know about the game. You mm-hmm. know, I'm, I'm, I'm not the best, but I'm pretty well-rounded. You know, I've had my fair share of experiences, which even, again, experience led up to the right place at the right time. Mm-hmm. Those small up, micro decisions led you to there. Yes, the small, like, let me, let me go work on my game. Let me go do this. Let me go do that. Let me watch this video. Let me go take this opportunity, which led, <laughs> it's crazy, God. <laughs> Oh my gosh, the God, God is good. The God we serve is good. But so then I was like, sure. I ended up coaching in the summer. I coached around, I want to say, May, start of May 2023, and then June, uh, he took me on like a few trips. We went to Stetson, went to FSU to coach. We won a few games. The team was looking pretty promising. Mm-hmm. And I even had one of the coach kids say, every time you come around, Coach Ty, we start winning games. Like, you're like a <laughs> good luck charm. I was like, no, nah, it's God, but amen. And then he would even let me pray over them. And it was just like, man, this feels like where I'm supposed to be at. Mm-hmm. But off of that one decision I made. Yeah. But even, okay, this score gets even crazier. One day, like, with some of my first few days training there, um, this one kid, Tim, shout out Tim if he's listening to this. I love you, my boy. You, you know, keep going, keep growing in God. But um, he was like, hey, coach, can you help me work on my shot? And I was like, sure, why not? Let's do it. Helped him with his shot, whatever. I got his number. Um, and then we worked out a few times, and he invited me to uh, LA Fitness. And then I met his mom and his sister, not knowing how important they would be in my life at this point. Mm-hmm. And um, met them, and then eventually... Um, we just became close. And mm-hmm. I started seeing him almost every day, working out with him. And then he invited me to church. 
He invited me to his house. He invited me to his family. And then we just became so close, started going to Bible studies with him, like going to church with him. And then like fast forward almost a year later, I'm going to a Christian conference with them. Their parents are helping me out with things in my life. Like they're like key parts in my life now just because of one decision. Yeah, one decision could be so pivotal. Pivotal. So pivotal. Right place, right time. Mm -hmm. But I had to make that decision. I had to be bold enough to say, I'm going to put myself in this position. I could have made the choice to go to work and miss out on a plethora of blessing. Mm -hmm. But because I was in the right place at the right time, I did what I was supposed to do, make micro decision, micro decision. Here, Once here. you made the decision, all these blessings started Just coming to your lap. Coming into my lap by the grace of God Himself. It's amazing. One hundred percent. Yeah. Yeah, I'm just like when you're saying that, I'm seeing how like same way in my life where all these things happened, mm-hmm. where like again, people people can really do this. Like you see anybody, kind of like I. I think of it as like people who say they don't care about another person is kind of like missing out on the chance of that person being somewhat of value in your life. Right. You don't ever know when you might need that one person that you just said you didn't care about. Mm-hmm. It could be five minutes. It could be 10 years. Like just thinking about that moment where small decisions where I'm in my room, my dorm room, super bored. Like I'm just going to go to the library. I go into the library. I'm wearing fuzzy socks. That's how like I didn't plan on any of these things in the next hour of happening. I'm in the library just picking up random books. I spend there. I go, like, upstairs, downstairs, back upstairs, to the right. Just pick up maybe, like, six or seven books. I go downstairs, and I'm, like, struggling with the books. I even drop them, too, and I pick them up. I end up going back to my dorm, like, dorm, like, parking lot and just sitting there for another whole hour. Just like, dang, I'm thirsty. Dang, I got to use the bathroom. I'm just sitting in my car just reading. Mm. And next thing you know, three black dudes just walk right by. And again, it was like that that pivotal pivotal decision. It was like, do I say anything or just just keep to myself? Like, just again, I could be in my own head, just like, nah, they won't really care what I have to say. Maybe they're they're on they're on they're on their own world. Maybe they might be mean. And that decision, that like small decision, led to so many great things happening. Mm-hmm. I can't really say that if I didn't do it. I'd meet them again, or if I didn't do it, what would happen? Because I'm here. Right. I really don't know what, what would have happened if I never said anything. But that could be for anybody. That person behind you in the line of at Starbucks could be some your your first client, could be your future spouse, could be your future employer. Funny, I was thinking about I was actually thinking about that, but what? Like you're like I was thinking about a spouse. Like what if you could be face to face with your spouse? Him or her, and then, like, you're just like, oh, whatever. Yeah, the, the perfect moment, the perfect time, the right place is passing you by because you didn't say anything. Like, the the quote says, like, closed mouths don't don't eat. Yeah, they don't get fed. Don't get fed. And it's like, don't. <laughs> it's, it's really important. Because, again, it's like, also this, there's times where, like, you don't have to be in that right place at the right time. Maybe... Like I said, like two years ago, right? All these things that I did that led up to this moment now could be with talking to people. Certain people think like, oh, once that one guy, that one girl comes by, that's when I'll say something. But it's not like, it's not like you can turn it on like that. Maybe it's those small people that you just talk to. Maybe like an, 
or an extra conversation like at the at the restaurant or at at a at a store just having a little more of a conversation could lead to brightening that person's day brightening your person's day and primes you to have another conversation for when that right place and right time comes you're already ready cuz you you've practiced this it's not like you're just coming in like on mm-hmm. you're already on you're already prepared right so me again me un- unconsciously preparing didn't know that this 2 years later was going to be exactly what i needed but now that you're listening to this and now that i'm aware i know all these occurrences that i have in my everyday life maybe they don't prepare me in like the next 5 years maybe they prepare me in 50 years but i'm not going to let an opportunity just pass me by because right. oh i don't care or That's... i'm so in my head think like all these people i met i met maybe like 50 people this weekend and actually have their phone numbers, their LinkedIn's. They followed us on the, on the Instagram. I could easily say, oh, I don't care about them. Or they might say something, they might think of me this. Like, who cares, first off? Anyways, when I did talk to them, none of them thought or said anything that I was thinking. That these negative or doubtful thoughts. Mm. It's just when you do it or you realize how different the external world is from your, from your, from your own thought process. Right. And that's why it's really important, again, to put yourself in these opportunities because I could have all these expectations of how the event might go, but it could always happen 10 times better than I expect. Right. It, and 10 times, I'm going to say this, like 10 times out of 10, it does happen better than you expect it to be. Mm-hmm. Like from just one decision I made, it went 10,000 times better than what I even... It's just like cause when, when you know God, you know that God's the perfect author and you know that like you don't know your story. So like he's preparing something for you so great, so miraculous, so beautiful that you don't even know is going to happen. You know, you have this thought, you have this preconceived notion of what's going to happen, but you, you don't really know. Mm-mm. You don't have any clue of how good it really will be. But because right place, right time, the right decisions at the right time, micro... This one, this one, this one, this one. Now I'm in the big place. Now I'm in the right, the right situations. As well as those micro decisions are like the small seeds that we plant. Mm-hmm. Those small seeds, like many people think, like, oh, I just planted it. Where is it gonna be? Where is it gonna? When's it gonna like sprout? But these small micro decisions are things. That are going to happen in the present moment and then down the line with time as it, like the seed marinates, that's when it starts to sprout. Mm-hmm. Things take so much more time than we actually expect. Right. Maybe they start judging you 10 years down the line, the same judgment that you had in your own head. Mm-hmm. But those 10 years of experience before they start judging you can mean so much more connections, so much more experiences, so much more places. And that's, again, that's the most important part of the journey the places, the experiences, and the people. Yeah. And if you don't put yourself in the position, you don't open yourself up to the position, you're going to let just all these opportunities fly right by you. Right. And that's what people get turned off by is all <sighs> back to the social media generation. People, mm-hmm. are, they're just so like stuck on everything being perfect in this one moment. Exactly now when in reality it's small decision, small choice, Small, small beginning back to give an ode to what we talked about before. It starts small, mm-hmm. which is going to lead you 
in the right direction to get to that right place. Right. To even get make it even better. Mm-hmm. But because we're so like, ah, I don't care. It's small. I don't care. When in reality, you should. Absolutely. Because behind the small is even bigger. Bigger. I had my first night in, I had a whole three-hour conversation with this guy named Jalen. So shout out to Jalen if you're listening. Three hours. I never met the kid in my life. Whole three hours. And then at one point, we were just talking about all the decisions that we made had led us to this present moment. To both meet each other. To have conversations about the similar experiences, the same mistakes that we've, we've, we've had. But just knowing that those mistakes in the present moment seem so disastrous, with hindsight, aren't that big. Because right. look how far we've came in that present moment. And look where it brought us. Right. To show us that, like, maybe it was all part of the journey. Maybe, right. like you said, it was all part of God's, I don't, I don't know like, how to say it, but, like, as God is the author, maybe it was all part of his plan. Right. Who, who are we to really say? Like, we just have to experience it. It's, that's true. Who would he, like, you, we, like, we always talk about this. We always say this. We don't know what can happen. Mm-hmm. But give yourself that opportunity to know, at least try to know what could happen. Yeah. At least be like, you know what? I may not be liking this. I may not enjoy this small step. But I know one day maybe it'll take me somewhere. Maybe it'll take me further than what I could, you know. The reason we're in this room right now is because I became friends with one of my best friends, my lifelong best friends in second grade. Literally, I vividly remember I was sitting at the table, and then somebody was like, yeah, you guys are both named Tyler. And I turned around like, your name's Tyler? He's like, yeah. I'm like, my name's Tyler. He's like, oh, bet. What's <laughs> up? We're like, we're Tyler, bet. And then second grade, flash forward, what is that, like 13? No, 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 that's like, yeah, 13, 14 years later. And now I'm in a podcast room filming a podcast. In a different state. In a, yeah, thousands of miles away. I won't be going back there. Ever <laughs> like, and you guys got baptized together. Exactly, but but even better, it's like it's all part of his plan. Mm-hmm. It's all part of his plan. Again, that's the seed that you you planted thirteen years ago. Didn't even know without any expectation that oh, this is going to grow into such a fruitful tree. Right. You just planted it and just let it let it do its thing. Yeah, and that's the most important part. Whenever you see an opportunity, you take it and then let the opportunity do its part. Right. You just be there and do what you need to do. Just be in, like, truly a flow state. Yeah. It, it is hard, though. Easier said than done. Way easier said than done, I'm sure. Yeah. But you have to, I'll definitely ponder, like, try to, just try to crack flow. Try to crack the flow state. Try to just pray, think about God. Think about, okay, this is what he wants me to do. I know that this will mean something in the end. Mm-hmm. It's going to. And we're, we're also talking about, like, a lot of positive experiences. Mm-hmm. I, I haven't had many negative experiences in my life, thank God. But there's also the, the aspect of negative experiences also being sort of, or rejection being sort of a, a right place, right time for you as well. Mm-hmm. Because again, that could bring value into your life that 20 years, 30 years down the line could show that you needed that in order to teach someone else not to go through what you just went through. Right. Because also... To, to add that, uh, maybe, I don't know if this is in the Bible, but he's using your life, mm-hmm. your mistakes, mm-hmm. your faults and failures to to first take you through it, then to use your life and put it on display for others to see, oh, 
he he went through something similar to me. Mm-hmm. So that means that God will, will will come through. Use your life as a testimony. Yes. That's exactly what he'll do. He's going to use it as, as an example for those that will come to you that you are to minister and to provide for. Mm-hmm. It's just so amazing, too, because he's like, even in our faults, he's like mending the pieces together mm-hmm. to make it perfect for you to... Shout out God. Mm-hmm. Shout out God. Absolutely. And there are ways to set yourself up for these opportunities to come. Maybe it's like because there's a lot of a lot of big decisions that will lead to opportunities coming. Mm-hmm. Because let let's say this. If I were to go to the big universities in Florida, yep. FSU, UF, UF UM. I wouldn't be able to have the opportunity that I had this weekend because those schools weren't there. Mm. Mm-hmm. Those schools didn't have the program that our school has in order to take us there. Wow. Yeah. The big schools, the ones with the most funding, the didn't... ones when the prestige names were not there. Wow. UF was not invited. USF didn't show up. Didn't show up. Did not show up. It's crazy. Yeah. Me making these small decisions, me hearing about this university my sophomore year and making this split decision, yeah, this is where I want to go. Me being rejected from the school because of my SAT score redirected me to another school where I was able to build my, basically go through character development, build good habits, make connections, meaningful connections that also led me back to the same school that I was once re rejected from to now make more connections but also in a in a in a way where I'm a, I'm a I'm a I'm a man of character to then lead me into this conference these were all based off of just a small decision I made before that in the present moment I didn't think had any any real impact on my life right at all <laughs> not even you're just like whatever mm-hmm. it is what it is I got rejected it is what it is but it was like it was again. It was that persistence. I right. could have like been rejected. It's like, oh, I mean, that's not for me. I'm not smart. This is this is obviously a blessing for somebody else. I should just do whatever. Mm-hmm. But me, me continuing to to push for, for putting myself in that right direction, not the right direction, right, right, right place. Maybe even right direction as well. Because if I didn't have any direction, would I be in this spot? No. But you know who's redirecting you? Big God. God himself, the G-O-D. <laughs> God's rejection is God's project per protection. Mm-hmm. And redirection. Yes. Because now I know that all the things that when I was in high school, weren't I didn't believe were as valuable, mm-hmm. are truly valuable. But I wouldn't have learned that if I would just, you know, ease through it. Mm-hmm. I had to be rejected. I had to go through harder work than the work that I was doing to know that, okay, what I'm doing is of value. And again, that rejection from the first university put me in the right place mm-hmm. at the right time to receive the blessing that was meant for me. Right. Again, so it's like present moment, I was I was upset. I was I was I wasn't heartbroken, but I was like, dang, maybe I'm not as smart as I think I am. Right. But really, it was to show me, hey, there's another place for you that I'm putting you. So shut up. <laughs> right. So <yeah. laughs> relax. He's like, just chill. 
Yes. Yes. Amen. Hallelujah. Because it's like I'm going through that with the FSW basketball thing. Like I saw them practice today, and I'm like, God, bro, please. Like, but then, like after this weekend, honestly, my faith has kind of been like uplifted a little bit. But I was like, dude, like looking at them, like I'm better than most of these guys. Mm-hmm. I can outshoot them. I can play defense. I can do all this. Why did I get the chance, God? Please. But in reality, God's probably looking like you don't know what's coming. You don't know what's further on down the line. You still want to play? You made that clear and obvious to me. Just wait. Your rejection will be turned into into something so so amazing, so perfect. You know, I don't know if those are his words exactly, but now I'm thinking your words. Huh? Yeah, that's that's my words. Great artist steel. (laughs) (laughs) Ah, great, amen. Great artist steel. But yeah, so like in reality, he's probably shifting me towards a different direction. Mm -hmm. You know, and and, and I, I was going to get upset. You know, I was slightly like, dang, bro, really? But then I was like, whatever, I don't care. Like, I know God. I know who my God is. I know. Oh, I'm sorry you know? to cut your wisdom. But there was this guy, a keynote speaker at the, the conference where he said that. He, he um, from Jamaica, basically not homeless, but of extreme poverty, had to literally wear clothes from his uncles at like eight years old. So like you had to fold up everything, pee in, a, in an outhouse, maybe 30 feet away from the, the home floor. And his house had no tile, no carpet. So it was just pure dirt. And he came to America just for college, got his undergrad, I think, in finance, and went to this career fair. And these two, two startup founders were, were pitching all this, this, this company. And he was so interested, and he wanted a job. So he even did a whole pitch competition. Ended up getting second place for that pitch competition, so didn't get the job. So that was his first re- re- rejection. Mm-hmm. Then not only that, he went to the people and asked, how could he do better? How could he improve himself? So he put himself, he, he saw the opportunity and put himself there. Then they were telling him, oh, well, it would be great if you had like an MBA. Also, you did something in finance. You also did all these things. And so that's what he did. He, t- he got an MBA. He got his um, MS in, in accounting. And then he reached out again. Another rejection. They didn't answer. Mm. What he did again was he, he messaged them again six months later. Another rejection. Dang. Six more months later, when he's about to get another job, they reach out to him and say, hey, we'd love to have you as, as our accountant for this, this position. Mm-hmm. He takes the position. He put himself in the, in the opportunity to, to find, he put himself in the space to find this opportunity. And when time came for like, his seeds to sprout, they sprouted in his favor. But not only that, 10 years later, no, not 10 years later, because he's the brand president now. Maybe five years later, he becomes the brand president of this company that's now making $300 million in, in revenue. But when he first came on, it was only making $17 million. Wow. So in his tenure, he raised over $290 million in revenue because those rejections redirected him oh. to learn new things in order to fulfill the position that was coming for him. Yeah. Because if he was hired the first time without an MBA, without an MS, would he have had such an impact? No. If he was accepted the first time he messaged them, would he have learned how to, how to be more persistent in what he wanted? If he wasn't rejected the second time, 
would he learn how to be a CPA, a certified public accountant? All of these things, we, we never know. But, I mean, an undergrad, I don't think would have that big of an impact on a, on a startup company. Now that has, I think, 300 locations, but when he first came out, only had two. Now he's, he, he even claims he, he's running the company now. The two founders, he said they could just go play golf now because they know that they left the company in, in good hands. But when he, he even said it too, when he was first rejected, he could have been upset. He could have been said, oh, these people are racist. They don't want me. They don't know what they're missing out on. He could have let his, his pride take over because he was rejected. But he, he knew that rejection was just to point him in a direction to learn more, to get better. He, did, he said this. He didn't get bitter. He got better. Mm, that's amazing. Mm-hmm. That's so amazing. And now I'm tying it to like my thing. My bad. No, you're good. I was, I was done. Like, yeah, it's like I'm getting rejected. I, I, I tried out 2022. I got rejected. And I tried out. I've, I tried to reach out to FGCU. I tried reaching out to schools. I just tried out for FSW, got rejected. I'm like, God, like, it's still in my heart. It burns in my heart. I still want to do this. Like, you know that. So then it's like, okay, God knows I want to do this. I mean, my body hasn't given out on me, God forbid. You know, I still work out. I still work out almost every day. I still want to take the game serious. So if that's the case, then... Maybe God's just waiting on, not waiting on me. He's helping me work on my game, work on my body, work on managing all of these micro, micro things in my life, like taking care of my finances, taking care of my time, to help me to learn so that what if eventually I get blessed with the opportunity to play? Now mm-hmm. I'll know how to not only play, manage my time, manage my mind, manage everything outside of playing, like my personal life. He's just preparing me for something. Mm-hmm. You know, something bigger than what you actually expect right and it, and I have to be prepared for it because when the time comes if I didn't have any of these rejections or experiences I wouldn't be prepared mm-hmm. I wouldn't I wouldn't be able to handle whatever it is he's about to bless me with mm-hmm. you know he can't like also I can think of terms of a girlfriend like you know I, I gotten rejected plenty of times by girls but had God probably gave it to me had I been blessed in that moment with it i probably would have lost her Mm -hmm. i probably would have made the wrong decisions you know i probably wouldn't have you know but in reality these rejections are just more time for me to work on myself refine myself let the lord refine me and prepare me for bigger better greater than i can even imagine yeah yeah all these rejections are teaching you ways to manage it Right, newer ways to get better at what what you're what you're lacking, which is the reason you may have been rejected in the first place. Yeah, because this man was rejected, I think three, three or four times before he was even accepted, and then once he was accepted, he left such an impact from seventeen million in revenue, three hundred million, three hundred million. Oh my lord! Yeah, and again, he had to put himself in the right place, and God made it the right time for him to be accepted that now he's a keynote speaker at a CEO conference to inspire young minds to keep pursuing their dreams, their goals. Which means that you were in the right place at the right I time. I was at the right place at the right time to receive that information right. in order for me to also possible mentorship because he's from Tampa as well. And when I'm home in, in, in Tampa, it's about 15 minutes away. 
See, look, and then what? Not only that, I decided to walk oh into gosh. that room. Right. And I decided to walk in the room, sit in the front row, talk to him before we even started. So now when he's asking all these questions, he's looking directly at me every single time. So like now, wait, you talked to him before you even? Yeah. <laughs> You're talking to like the keynote speaker bros, like raised like to the companies increases by 200 plus million. Yeah. Just casually chatting it up with mm-hmm. him. Wow. That's ridiculous. Did you even know that he was a, the speaker before you talked to him? They had breakout rooms. So he was in one of the breakout rooms that I just walked into. Mm-hmm. Randomly walked in because they had maybe, I think, four breakout rooms. Mm-hmm. And I was just looking. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Me thinking I'm in control. Mm-hmm. No, not that one. Mm-hmm. No, not that one. Mm-hmm. No, not that one. Roman Cohen. Why not? Yeah. And I just, and I didn't think he was a speaker. He was just sitting down, just minding his own business. And I was like, hmm, I'll say what's up. How you doing? So, okay, that's what I was asking, like. No. You didn't even, you no. just, he was just minding his own business? He was minding his own business. Like he's just down. a normal dude? Like, yeah. Wow. And again, it's the, those micro decisions that, that led me to that moment. Because again, I didn't want to go this weekend. My mom was the one that said, what are you going to do anyways? Now here I am speaking so, so, not only that, I went to the, I had to speak to the board of directors for the school to talk about my experience. So other students could have the same experience next year. We were the first ever FGCU like, students to go to this, this club or this org, uh, networking event that's been going on for 40 years. What? Yes. Wow. And now well, like, like, there's so many like, small micro decisions that led to this, this perfect moment. Mm-hmm. That looking back on it, like Steve Jobs said, connecting the dots, looking backwards. Like, it was just incredible that led me into this moment where I'm meeting... Now, he wasn't even the only one. There's other ones that, re- that started like tech companies for 200 million, sold for 200 million multiple times. Like, but all I'm saying is just right place, right time. And you could put yourself in that, in that right place at the right time if you have the persistence to keep taking those, those, micro, those baby steps and making micro decisions in, in the right manner. Yes. But it's also analyzing those decisions too, because there's times where you make a small decision. That could lead you in the wrong direction. That, yeah, that's so, so fact. You have to have the discernment, and only God can give you the discernment because on your own standing, you can't make that decision. Absolutely. Like, God gave you the discernment. He was telling you, like, no, this ain't the room. You mm-hmm. feel this ain't the place. Mm-hmm. Then he was like, yeah, that's the one. Mm-hmm. Just for you to, you know. And he was the best one that, I, that we went into. Most genuine, made everyone laugh. We got... If I show you my notes from, from him, or not from him. Yeah, look, I just flipped to it right here. I got two pages of notes. But all the other ones, two lines. Mm-hmm. Two lines. Two lines, two lines. His notes. I got, I got book recommendations, podcast recommendations, all of that. And, and he was genuine. Like, oh, great guy. That sounds amazing. Mm-hmm. That yeah. actually sounds amazing. Incredible. And here, you, here I am sharing this wisdom to you, sharing this wisdom to the, to the listeners because I was able to be put in that right place, right time. Right. The seed that I planted maybe two years ago, the seed that now, not even two years ago, the seed I planted when I was a sophomore in high school is now sprouting into a fruitful tree. And I'm now getting the first round of fruit. That's amazing. Mm-hmm. Put, the, put the little like, motivational soundtrack in the background <laughs> to get the people going. Because I was, I, when I got back in Tampa, or not Tampa, Fort Myers, 
I didn't listen to any music, any any like podcast. I was just so much of my mind was just keep going of like such a perfect weekend. Dude, what? I can agree. I've been on the same thing. It was even even to the point where the people that I would see at the club meetings, mm-hmm. now it's not like I feel the urge to talk to them, but I just want to. Yeah, yeah. I don't I don't feel the need to talk to them. I feel the urge to talk to them. But before, like, I wouldn't really talk to them. Mm-hmm. But that right place, right time, not only made me have connections from people way out of state, but made me closer to the people that were already next to me. Built stronger connections. Show me that, like, not only am I not alone, but I'm stronger with other people. Mm-hmm. And that right place, that right time, is why I got that lesson. Wow. Yeah. And that could happen for anybody. That could happen from just sitting in, 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 in the library and just saying hi to the person that walks by to you. Yeah. Because even if they don't say hi, who cares? You, got, you primed yourself to talk to the next person that walks by. Mm-hmm. Have to do it. You have to just at least take one step. Mm-hmm. Take that chance. And I would also tell you, like, God, he doesn't want you to fail. He just wants you to persist. Mm-hmm. Just wants you to keep get, getting back up and keep trying, keep going, because eventually you will get blessed. You will bear that fruit from that vine. I don't know what what, what passage in. I think it's in Jeremiah, but it said God's plan is for you is to prosper. Oh yeah, Jeremiah twenty nine eleven. Eleven, yeah. Okay, so I was right. Yeah, like God's plan is for us to prosper. Right. But if we decide to like go against God's plan, go against God's will, we're we're not gonna prosper. We're not gonna reap anything. Right. It's when we are walking with God, walking in our purpose, we are taking advantage of the opportunity that he puts us in. That's when we do prosper. Mm. I, I, didn't, I didn't gain millions of dollars because of this weekend, but I've gained a strong amount of connections. I gained maybe like five podcast guests as well. Wow. Just off of that. Just off of that. Just putting myself, even at times where it was like midnight, and I'm just like, dang, what do I, what do, I do? I just go into the elevator. Boom, connections. Hey, you want to go up to, to our room? We, we just have a whole bunch of people around. We're just talking because when we're downstairs, we don't really get to connect. And it's like we sit there. Like, there's so many. There's maybe there's like eight or nine people. We're just talking about our businesses, our goals, our aspirations, our dreams, what we want to look for for life. And it's like you don't get that if you don't put yourself in that position. Right. If I didn't walk out into the elevator, say hi to this person. Where are you guys from? How was your flight? These opportunities would have never came. I could have been in the elevator. Mm. And you, you've seen people. I've, I've been in elevators where nobody talks. And what, what happens? The opportunity flies right by you. Right by. And then you beat yourself. It's many people's most regrets aren't because the things they did. It's because the opportunities they missed. Facts. Fact of life. That's a major fact of life, bro. You know, because you're... I don't ever get upset, like... Because I've taken opportunities and they haven't gone my way. But I'm glad that I did it because it's like, okay, at least I tried and I got an answer. Mm-hmm. But the ones that hurt the most are like, what if? What, what if, if? I, What if I said... What if I did do that? What if I took that opportunity? How would this go? What if? What if? In hindsight, it's 2020. In that moment, you're like, eh. Whatever. I'll wait for another time to do it. Another time may never come. Yeah, it may never come again. Mm-hmm. 
You got to treat every opportunity like it's its last. Right. Every day like it's its last. You have to. Because in reality, it probably could be. You don't know that. It should be like if the doctor told you this was going to be your like last day on earth and then you happen to defy that doctor's like expectations and you go up to somebody you're most likely to be super grateful and want to talk to that person yes that's how it should be all the time like just just being so happy just say hey 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 how, how are you like, what's your name what's what's this we did it when we were kids why can't we do it now you bonded over somebody because you guys had the same name and <laughs> look at us now yeah my second grade best friend i like to run he liked to run that was it Simple. And now we're still friends to this day. Right. That is it. So simple, dude. The, the, way, the best way to make friends, build connections, strengthen your network, honestly, just find connections with people. And not, not only that, treat them how they want to be treated. Right. Because, like, they all, everyone wants to be treated great. Everyone wants to be talked to, to. Everyone wants to talk about themselves. And if you give them that opportunity, you've... Built a friend, you've built a connection. Yeah. And even again, that seed doesn't sprout the day of. Next time they see you, it's like, hey, how you doing? Like we have this mutual friend named Garrett, right? Mm-hmm. I met him at the pool one day. He forgot my name, forgot everything. Two weeks later, I go to the study room and all of them are taken. I didn't even see him that he was in there. I'm just sitting outside, just reading my book. He comes out, he's like, hey, I remember you. Can you remind me your name again? I was like, it's Abraham. He's like, Oh, Abraham. Well, I mean, I, got, I just left the study room. You can go in that one before someone grabs it. Who say? If I decided, it's like, ah, man, like this guy's, this guy's drunk. I'm not going to really talk to him. Mm-hmm. But I still had a conversation with him. I treated him how he wanted to be treated. Treated him like a smart individual. We had a great intellectual conversation. That the next time he saw me, he remembered that. And he gave me value because I provided him value the first time. Right. And that didn't happen the same day. Mm-hmm. Happened two weeks later when I didn't expect to see him. Didn't even expect it. The best things always happen when they're unexpected. I was and just going to say that. Yeah. And people's, people's like lives, they diminish because, or not they diminish, but like people's hopes and dreams diminish because they rely so heavily on expectations. Mm-hmm. But life doesn't always go as expected. But when you solely like rely on just your expectations... You're you're gonna be not ashamed, but you're gonna feel hurt because Very. it's like, oh man, this didn't go to my expectation. This is gonna go. You should live without expectations. Right. Like, expectations are preconceived notions, pretty much. And you should let go of all of those because again, you never know what you could walk into. Right. Who you could run into. You could be walking into the right place at the right time before you even know it's the right place at the right time mm-hmm. for it to lead you to another right place at the right time. Mm-hmm. But. The hindrance of that is, like you said, expectations. Mm-hmm. Oh, I expect this to go this way. Oh, I expect this my wife to look like this. I expect her to come to me. To, to, to. Right? No. What? Why should you expect a damn thing, excuse my language, when you didn't create yourself? You exactly. didn't even create this. What? You're putting expectations on a limitless God? Mm. Are, we, are you being for real now? Your expectations of somebody could actually be exceeded by God. Right. And you're like, no, it's not, it's not going well. That's not how I pictured it. Yeah. So, and, and, and those, those preconceived notions could actually close you off from being in that right place, right time. You could be just like arms crossed, RBF on your face, 
And the person that you were meant to, to meet walks right by you and says, oh, man, they look really bad, real closed off. I'm not going to talk to them. Right. And because of you and you alone, the opportunity flew by you. Right over your head. Because your own expectations and preconceived notions. Mm-hmm. Got to live without expectations. Mm-hmm. If you go into life, if you go into any opportunity, not expect anything. Because in reality, we don't know what anybody's thinking. We don't know how, how the rest of our lives will go. We don't know anything that's to come in the next day. Even. Mm-hmm. If you live without expectations, you will free yourself. The Lord will set you free. Did, doesn't he say he had, he knows and has the plans for you? Mm-hmm. Live in that. Just live by that. That alone. That alone will set you free. You will no longer be shackled. The devil likes to put expectations. The devil likes to send all those thoughts. The devil likes to keep you upset and angry and mad. It puts, you, it puts doubt in your heart. In your yes. Heart. Yes. Amen. And those doubts can actually stop you from, again, those, those, those right places, right times. Right. And doubts are also expectations. Right. They're all, exactly. They're also, they're right. They're, you're thinking, oh, it's not going to go the way I want it to go. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's not going to. Dude, we, we also, another thing about God, man, like we serve a God like that can turn your situation around in the blink of an eye. Like that. Like snap. And your whole life can be just completely different. Mm-hmm. I've seen it happen plenty of times in my life. Mm-hmm. Places I'm, I didn't even think I would be in. But because God was like, watch this. Mm-hmm. Watch this. Watch this. Watch this. Boom, 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 boom. But instead, we're over here complaining. We're over here upset. And it, like we like I told you guys earlier, like I understand like it's easier said than done. Mm-hmm. But you just got to pray, man. Pray and make the right decisions. Absolutely. And again, like since we can't predict the future, we don't know if the decision that we made in the present moment is actually the right decision that's going to lead us. And to this blessing of abundance in the near future. Right. And again, I guess it's just looking at, like, quote unquote, what you want mm-hmm. and what place offers something similar. Mm-hmm. Because let's say I wanted to be an entrepreneur. I mean, and I always did, but I wanted to study entrepreneurship in college while I was in high school. I'd have to look for the schools that offer that program. Mm-hmm. Right. And so if I went to some school that didn't offer that, I put myself in the wrong place because I didn't do my due diligence. So there are possibilities where you can put yourself in that right place, right time by being more forward thinking. So that, that happens with like, like, you know, if you're, if you're a Catholic and you want to put yourself in the right place, right time to meet like that perfect Catholic person or be like, you know, continue your Catholic worship, you're not going to go to a, a Baptist church. Right. Because... It's not the wrong, wrong, quote unquote, place, but that's not the right place for you. Same way with neighborhoods and schools and churches and work. If you, the club is not the right place to meet your your, your future spouse. Well, nine nine times out of ten, but I actually have heard of people doing that. But <laughs> I understand what you're talking about. But but yeah, I yeah. get the point. I'm just trolling. The people you meet is going to be depending on the places that you go. Right. And, that, and that's, where, that's where I was saying. Do you want to be in the club? Do you, ask yourself this. Would you rather meet your wife in the club, wife or husband for boys and girls, wife or husband in the club, or at church, or at school? Do you want to meet, you know, put yourself in those positions? As well as, like, if you're if you're an accountant, right, you're not going to... It's really hard. Every every place has accounting. 
But you're not going to go into some some liberal arts place. Right. You have to put yourself in the right place basis of who you are, really. Yeah. I have another topic because this leads a lot of people to not feeling, like we said, doubt. Not feeling comfortable because it's the, you've heard of imposter syndrome, right? Yes. Yeah. So many people feel that way when they're in certain environments or have certain positions, even though sometimes they're more than qualified. And the way I think about it, I had a, I had a, a friend, his name is Danny, who said this where in the book of Job, God says, Job says, God gave it to me so God can take it away. But he, he the takeaway part's not what I'm talking about, but the position that you're in is based off of what God gave you. Yes. The skills, the knowledge, and the resources. Mm-hmm. And that's what put you in that environment. And again, that preconceived notion of doubt is what's going to hold you back. And it's kind of hard to get rid of this preconceived notion of, of imposter syndrome or the feeling of imposter syndrome, but trying your best to get rid of all expectations of how the situation may go or what people might say of, about you or yeah. what people are looking... No one's thinking about you as much as you think about yourself. Oh, bro. Like, if you picture this, like, you, you wash cars, right? Cars? Yeah. The movie? You wash. Oh, you're talking about what? Oh, yeah. yeah, I wash in detail, yeah. Okay, so when you see somebody come out of a nice car... Do you picture them in that car? Or do you picture yourself in that car? Myself. That's what everyone's doing. They're picturing themselves in everything. Not you, not the other person. Right. So when you're talking to a person, they're not looking at all these things that you're thinking about. They're thinking about all the things about themselves that you're not even paying attention to. Mm-hmm. It's like, oh, man, is this person looking at my socks? Is this person judging the thing that I just said like two seconds ago? No, they're they're thinking about their their response to what you're gonna say. Right. They're waiting for their turn to say something, and so to deal with imposter syndrome is to just know to let go. And people aren't thinking about you as much as you're thinking about yourself. Mm-hmm. They don't see your flaws as much as you see them. Yeah. Let go of. It's again, yeah, it's a lot easier said than done. But letting go of the doubt will allow you to continue walking in your purpose. Continue putting yourself in that right place at the right time. Because just as easily it's wrong place, wrong time, those, most, most of those destinations, most of those environments are completely different from the right place, right times. Yeah. And most of those decisions, most of those habits are also different from the right place, right times. Mm-hmm. Again, there's things that are way out of our control. So it's not like it's all, all on you. There's a lot of luck in play. Like me being born at the time that I was born, is what's the reason why I'm here. Exactly. Yeah. Me going to the high school that I went to, hearing someone mention Florida Gulf Coast on the beach is the reason I'm here. That, that was completely out of my control. Right. Me being in school that day is the reason I'm here. Mm-hmm. There's so many reasons outside of your control are the reasons why you're in the present moment that you're in. Right, in the situation that you're in. So it's important not to beat yourself up if you find yourself not being in the right place, right time. If you find yourself in, in, like, I don't know, like a, a bad place, because, like you said, just as easily as you were put in it, God can easily transform your situation in the blink of an eye. And maybe it's not of a blink of an eye for your time frame, but still, 
things don't last. Everything is a season, like seasons, like, like uh, Ecclesiastes, Ecclesiastes says. My favorite book in the Bible. That's beautiful. I'm just I'm just curious on why we are given these opportunities at times. But I guess it's just for us to take full advantage of them and then give our testimonies to people that are on the fence. Right. Exactly so. Yeah. Like if I if I didn't have such a uh what what could I say? Such a not traumatizing but like maybe not hard but like just a a little bit rougher life, you know, like not rough coming like just going through some experiences, some hardships, you know, I've faced a little bit more than others, you know, a fair share of trauma, fair share of things. But had I not faced that, had I not been in those situations to face that and get through it, I wouldn't be able to help others like I can now. I wouldn't be able to understand how others may feel and when others in the future may go through things. But because God took me through it, you know, he, he saw me out through it. He was with me the entire time. He was using me to, you know, build my testimony so now I can give it to others. That's why those opportunities come. We have to just seize them, cease them, you know. Seize cease the moment or mm-hmm. whatever. That's how you say it, just... Seize the moment. Yeah, seize seize the moment. You have to do it. Make the right decision. You know, not everything, like you said, not everything's in, in, in our control. It's really, most of the time I'd like to think it's not, but at the same time, it's, sometimes it is. There's a fair amount that's in our control. Yeah, it's yeah. like evenly split. Mm-hmm. Like there's a good amount of your control that God trusts you with, and there's an amount of control that is just in his hands. Mm-hmm. But in reality, he has all the control. Mm-hmm. He's just like, go ahead. <laughs> like, yeah, man. So if you're going through it, man, just think about the people that need you. Think about how much you need yourself, how 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 much you're going to appreciate that you were able to be strong in those tough moments so that you can end up in the right moments and to be a blessing to others. Absolutely. Before we go, any final words? Pray. Final quote. Pray. Pray. Just pray. My final quote is you can't make up your last move, but you can make your next move your best move. Amen. To whoever's listening, we pray that you have a great rest of your day or night. Make sure that you share and you leave some kind feedback on our Instagram. To our new listeners, welcome. To our old listeners, thank you for coming back. Peace. Peace.